This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the SomethingCool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. This is 107.5. Uh, sorry, <laughs> that's my bad, bad, bad FM Bad FM I thought we agreed not to do accents. Didn't we discuss that on the last no. episode? Yeah, the <laughs> no accents. So I am Josh. I am drinking. Uh, so you are not going to believe what we just did. Uh, we are celebrating tonight. I've broken out, uh, as I said, in, in well, what will be the next episode. I'm broken into my private stash, my collection. I am drinking Blanton's tonight to celebrate what we just did. Uh, Chris is, went to Sonic. Sonic, not a proud sponsor of the Gateful Tech Talk podcast. <laughs> Go to Sonic for your nerd slush, add strawberry. Actually, the proper thing is to get a lemon. Listen, listen. Oh, here we go. Lemonade Wait. slush. Okay. Add strawberry, add nerds. Do not do nerd slush, add strawberry, add lemonade. You do lemonade slush, add strawberry, add nerds. More often than not, especially at the local Sonic that I attend, they will forget the nerds to which you push the red button again and you say, you forgot my nerds, but it's cool just to give me a little bitty cup. They load up a little bitty cup. You pour that whole cup into your slush. You give it a nice stir. It's a great drink. How old are you? (laughs) <laughs> are, are you in middle school? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. His, yes. Look at his flow. That's a middle school flow, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> his voice is changing. All right, Josh. Josh, why? Why is this is an abbreviated episode tonight? This this will be hopefully an abbreviated episode tonight because we just interviewed Sohail from uh, LAUSD. He is the CIO from LAUSD and went through the uh, security incident. We'll just call it that back Labor Day weekend of 2022. Uh, We believe we're pretty certain this is the first one-on-one interview or one-on-three interview that he has given. Uh, So we are super excited to do that. He was awesome, super transparent. Um, he said things that I have not heard or read before, so definitely listen. It will probably I'll probably have to break it up into a two episode uh, interview because we went so long. It was such a uh, good interview, but we're taking this episode to introduce that, plant some seeds, and talk about some other things. So, yes, so definitely come back next week, Suhail Katal, LAUSD. You'll hear the the inside. Uh, story of the LAUSD incident. And we might not, my my publish finger, the my finger that I used to hit the publish button might get twitchy, and we might start publishing those earlier than next week. We'll see. Because mm-hmm. um, these guys are going to K-12-6, and they're leaving me Hello. alone. So Hello. I'll, <laughs> don't, don't. We, <laughs> I, I will, I will be alone. So uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll publish those just to get back at them for going. Um, but quickly, let's talk about some other things first. Uh, Pate, listener Pate, uh, he took a few weeks off hiatus from emailing us, which we missed his emails because they are always so entertaining. Um, but he texted me this afternoon a story that uh, Cape Coral School District in Florida 
has a massive cheating scandal going on. And it's like this uh, high performing high school, I guess, from really smart kids. And guess what the method of cheating is? Or the tool used to cheat, I guess. Is it have three letters? G, P, and T? Very good. You would win at Wheel of Fortune. Yes. The kids Uh were using chat GPT to cheat on, I guess, an essay assignment or something, and they got caught. And there's major drama. So uh, you can Google that story. Cape Coral School District uh, chat GPT cheating scandal. Oh, no. Yep. It's coming. So, Chris, who are our new friends? Yeah, we got Visor. That's B I Z O R, not Visor like the hat, Josh. Mm-hmm. V I Z O R. Uh, they do. If you if you have one to one in your school district, if you have to manage IT assets in a spreadsheet, however it is that you're doing. Uh, Chromebook management, projector management, smart board management, whatever. Uh, check out Visor. B I Z O R. Uh, they can help you uh, with that. They can integrate with Google Admin Console. They can integrate with your sys. Uh, they can do stuff. So like Chromebook comes in with a cracked screen. Uh, you can manage if that thing is covered under manufacturer's warranty. You can open up the ticket uh, via, via uh, them. Uh, you can do the thing where in their system, it then connects to your sys and assigns the the, the fine, sends the email out to let the parent know that there's damages, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. You can do the tickets uh, for your text within it. Uh, right now, they're doing 20% off uh, if you sign up through uh, our landing page. So that's visor, V-I-Z-O-R dot cloud slash K-12 Tech Talk. Check them out. Uh, Chris, you said we had some listener. Before we get to listener emails, one of the yep. things that I took from the Sohail interview that, that really struck me as funny, and I kind of want one of these, we were asking him, you know, timeline and when things went down and when they shut things down. And he said he knew what time they cut the internet off, 12.52 in the morning, because they had the time stamped on a coin they had made. I I kind of want to see this coin, like a commemorative coin. I think that is awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. I don't I don't think I ever want to get to the point where I have to have a coin time stamp. <laughs> the worst moment of my life. <laughs> but I'm a glad they did that. constant reminder. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be cool. Uh, So, Chris, listener email. Yep, we got listener Rye. What's up, Rye? He said, got any hot takes on security systems being set up and managed by the tech team? Uh, Basically, this debate, and let's do a hot take on it, uh, like your door system, your camera systems, who is responsible for that? Is it the tech department, the maintenance department? Um, What's the struggle in between there? I mean, a door is a door. That's maintenance, right? Uh, this is a hot topic. Josh, <laughs> do you want to go um, it's, This is something that we have struggled with a lot. Um, that fine line of door locks and IT and cameras and where does maintenance come in? Where does, I, where does the line for IT stand? Um, th- this is an ongoing discussion in our place. I'll just yeah. Yeah, I'm the I I'm, I'm in the same boat and I know that my team's uh really enjoying listening to this watching me squirm right now. Uh because it is a it is a difficult topic. I will I will say if you compare this to other types of applications in your environment. Let's let's compare this to a a math app. 
it's it's a no-brainer that the math department or the math head should be leading implementations of a math tool with IT support behind the helm, right? A security system, uh, whether it's door access or if it's security cameras, who is in charge of security in your district? That would be a, a particular individual. They, sh they should be the ones that are kind of governing the usage of this. When it comes to maintaining, that's where IT comes in to help. Uh, and provide you know support and guidance over the the appropriate usage and installation of these tools. Uh, but governance is it should be done by the business owner. Um, that's not always how it's done. It's not always how it's done in in K twelve because a lot of these kinds of things happen. They they're kind of happenstance. I think that's where it comes down to facilities involvement, IT involvement, and security. Sometimes is a gray line. If you compare these services to other types of applications, especially in the academic side, that hopefully will help kind of draw a little bit of a clear line of where it should be, uh, whether or not it's there or not is is a different story. Josh? No, I, I agree. I think that's an interesting take on it. And if you draw that line to a like a security department managing that, um, a lot of places don't have a security. Like we have SROs who maintain and, and manage kind of that security aspect for us. Um, mm -hmm. But they're not our, they're actually employees of the city. Um, so it's still going to fall on either maintenance or IT. And, and it should for certain aspects of it, like the cabling, the network access for the cameras, even the door locks or, or network attached managed devices. So yes, we're involved. Do we take ownership of that system? I don't know. I don't know. I have laughed at, in particular, our high school with our doors. Uh, we have doors that have uh, number pads, uh, or you can do the fobs, um, or they do automatic lock and unlock times. Um, I don't want that to be tech. Like, it's a door. Uh, but yet, I, can, I have to occasionally look at door logs, um, and I just... I laugh at it because I, I like love it, hate it that that we have reached that place where we can literally track who's entering and leaving. That is a great thing. Uh, or when a door is left open, open, we can see that. Oh yeah, it says it was open from the inside out. Someone opened that door. We can look at the camera then to see that. Uh, but that's something that snuck in on me uh, that now we we support doors. Yeah, uh, I I do think there's a line for me, and I've tried to be kind of a jerk about it actually. Um, snow days, uh, someone has to go in and tell the doors that, Hey, it's a snow day. There's no one using the doors. That's not supposed to be me. That's not supposed to be tech. Uh, someone else, a building administrator, a maintenance person, someone else is supposed to be responsible for what that door's actions are supposed to be. I like I'm supposed to support. Does the door work as it's intended with all of its tech savviness now? Uh, but that door 10 years ago, 20 years ago, someone that had keys that was over that, uh, that was their responsibility. So I, I guess I'm in line with Mark, like someone else is over the door. I'm going to make sure the door works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I make the comparison way too much to plumbing, to, to home plumbing, right? So when you're building a house, you have an architect who's going to design the house, who's going to design the optimum place for kitchen sink, the, the toilet, the bathtub, shower, all those kinds of things with input from the homeowner. The plumber is the one who's got to implement that and build out the plumbing and the pipes and the installation for those, those tools to run. But the decisions 
over the optimum place for that is done by the architect and the homeowner. And then the maintenance comes into play with the with the plumber, right? Making sure that what was originally designed by the architect and the homeowner is working up to par. And if there's a change, sometimes a plumber can do it, but really it's the homeowner who's making the right business decision in conjunction with a plumber. A lot of times these kinds of systems, when they're governed by IT, it's like the plumber deciding where the toilet is going to go. Well, then in that case, the toilet just goes where it's easiest to install and you got to go to the bathroom in the basement. So I think that's where, you know, it, it comes down to communication between the, the business owner, the person who's going to use the tool, the architect, and the person who's going to install that. In this in this case, we are the installers. We are the plumbers who are going to be maintaining and operating these kinds of things. But the business owner, the homeowner, or the architect, they are essentially the customer that needs to have much, much more involved decision that doesn't always happen in facilities type systems. And when I say facilities, I mean building access or security access type systems. For sure, for sure too, with us, I can remember with uh, camera systems, uh, we had an RFP posted, uh, had a bunch of companies show up. They're asking how many cameras we want and where. We're just the tech guys. Like yeah. we, we want coverage. Yeah. And there were so many companies that they just sent the guys that were going to be the cable runners. And literally they were just doing the thing where they're counting how many feet they have to run a cable. Well, there was one company that stuck out to us. They sent their main guy was like a a, a previous private investigator. Uh, and he cared about camera placement. And well, you said you wanted a camera on the back parking lot. What kind of stuff goes on back there that you wanted a camera? And he cared about camera placement with security in mind. I care about camera placement. Like you just said, oh my gosh, that's, that's this many feet of cable I'm going to have to run or, or, you know, this, whatever. Oh, you want a camera here? Okay. Uh, to keep that in mind, again, like you said, that should be the security person or person's decision to make. And we're going to support that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to camera placement, it has to come down to the building principal who knows where kids are going, where they're congregating, talking with security experts who know where threats are going to come into a building, talking to IT who's got to run the cable. Those three business owners, those three minds have to come together to make a decision. And if one person makes a decision without consulting the other two, you're going to have problems, which happens more often than not. Yep, I agree. Josh is just staring at us like, yeah, whatever. Just tell me where to put the camera. Yep. Because <laughs> invariably, I, I pick the wrong place. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. All right, you guys ready for the Florida question of the week? Hang on. Let's, uh, let's, you want to, let's break and listen to a spot about extreme networks, right? Okay. Extreme Networks allows for multi-vendor integration into Extreme Cloud. Extreme's extensive multi-vendor management capabilities are unique in the industry, allowing for management of third-party devices such as Cisco and HPE switches and more. Check out Extreme. You can email dmayer, that's D-M-A-Y-E-R, at extremenetworks.com. All right. Uh, so yeah, that, that was about extreme networks. Give them a shout if you are in the market for some physical or wireless networking. Now, Chris, the Forda question of the week. Forda question of the week. Hey, what product do you think we got? It's the Forda client. 
It's the Forda client. Oh, okay. Okay. Endpoint agent for visibility and control, endpoint protection and secure remote access using VPN and zero trust technologies. Uh, I'll unpack that a little bit better uh, in the podcast description. The Forda client. And here's the Forda question of the week. Um, a school district that hasn't really had remote access requests or VPN uh, requests for faculty staff, uh, what advice would you give to a tech person uh, that requests is starting to come? People are wanting VPN access, remote access. Uh, how? What? 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 Quick tech advice would you give them to get started? Would you say, "Hey, just don't allow that in your school district"? What's your take? I would push back hard. Like, what are what are they wanting VPN access for? Because Assist is going to be accessible, cloud, you know, web based. Email, if they're on on G Suite or Office three sixty five, that's going to be web based. So really. What are they trying to do? Um, and I, I would push back hard, hard, hard. And if if you failed, then it has to be protected with MFA. Like no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, I I feel like at this day and age, your VPN numbers should be going down, if anything, right? Yeah. You, you should be moving more uh, applications to the cloud, more ex- applications are accessible both in and out of the network. Uh, so if there's a need for VPN, if somebody's asking for it, you might want to be asking yourself, what, what do I need to do to make sure that that need is not there? And and is there anything that I can do? But I think it comes down to what, what are they, what do they want to have VPN access for? And, and, and how can you accomplish your goals without VPN? I like it. So the answer is no. So you're not going to, you're not going to pump the brakes. I agree. I'm with you guys. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, pump the brakes. Yes. So, uh, like we said at the beginning of this episode, the real, the real star is the next episode that's coming uh, sometime in the next week. Probably a two-part series um, with the CIO of LA Unified School District, who was at the helm when they had their cyber incident back Labor Day weekend. So definitely give that a a check. Um, like I said, he shares information that that we probably. Didn't know going into it that we haven't read before, that we haven't heard before. And it's definitely a unique perspective from inside the uh, the chaos, the drama of the event. So uh, we hope that you uh, check that out. Any final thoughts, guys? See you at K-12-6. Oh, yeah, K-12-6. Yep. See you next week. Chris and I get to meet for the first time. I'm kind mm-hmm. of excited. I'm going to cry. Oh, well, well that's awkward. All right. We'll see you guys later. Provision Data Solutions is a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast, and they can take your tech department to wherever you want to go. Speaking of where you're going, let's talk about where we're going. You can hang out with us on k12techpro.com, where we and others post a bunch of K-12 tech-related articles and podcast recaps. We're also going to be hitting the road. We will be at the K-12-6 conference in Austin, Texas, February 22nd and 23rd. We'll be at the Midwest Tech Talk Security Symposium, March 10th in Columbia, Missouri. And we'll be at the Coastal Conference back in Austin, Texas, March 20th through the 23rd. A long ways away, but we'll also be at the NHCTO Clinic in Meredith, New Hampshire on May 4th. We're excited to attend those, and we hope to see you there.